First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Coming up, the number one fantasy book podcast. Breaking down the scrolls and spells of nerd culture. We're Phantology. You may have heard of us. Okay, what's up, listeners? This is Steven with another Phantology Rhythm of War pre-release chapter episode covering chapter 11 today. And finally, the initial avalanche that Sanderson chose to start Rhythm of War is over. And we go on to what I suspect will be more of the action of the book. And we get into a Venley point of view chapter, just her no viewpoint swaps. That's kind of typical. Usually the fast viewpoint swaps are more of the climactic parts, which again, Sanderson chose to start the book with. So that's not a surprise, but now we just have one viewpoint and it's Venley and it's a good one. And it's a bit of an info dump chapter, but it's necessary because there was a lot going on in this series and a lot that happens in Oathbringer. And I'm guessing you forgot some stuff if you're anything like me. And so I kind of needed this to remind myself a little bit, especially with the Parshendi slash listener slash singer group. They are a little more alien to us. There's a lot more going on with them. And it takes, I think it takes this kind of info dump to get us back to the stuff that we already knew from the previous books. I think an Oathbringer reread is really going to help you going into this, especially with this part of the plot line. So I've already started mine and looking forward to finishing that before Rhythm of War actually comes out. If you like Phantology, if you're listening for the first time or are a longtime fan, you can support us and find more episodes by going to www.phantologybooks.com on your internet browser. Just plug that in. And it will take you to a website that has a bunch of our episodes. It's going to have links to our social pages. You can find those at Phantology Books. We do a lot on Twitter, but we are active on other socials. You can also support us on Patreon. Every dollar from patrons goes directly back into the shows to help these coming out uh, faster uh, with better content as, as best as we can seeing as this is how uh, this is a, a pure side hustle for us, but there are also some benefits. It's, it's a total win-win. So check out Patreon. You can also find our merch store. We've got some unique designs there. I just barely got a new shirt that I'm going to be support, sporting for future episodes. So look forward to seeing that. And we also have a partnership with audible going on. So if you like to listen to audiobooks. Like I do, like most of Phantology does, then you should do that through Audible. 
I mean, through your local library as well. But sometimes it's hard to find those. And sometimes you've got to own the audiobook. That's where Audible comes in. For only $15 a month, you get your Audible credits. If you're on the fence about trying Audible, I guarantee you that it's totally worth it. That's a Phantology guarantee. And if you want to try it, there are links to a, a, a an exclusive through Phantology that will help us and help you. So it'll help you sign up with a free audiobook and it will give us a little bit of a kickback that we can put into future episodes into our Phantology budget. So now that we've got through those plugs, let's get into chapter 11. So we start with Navani's Fabriel Lectures. This one I kind of question a little bit because she talks about how iron is used as an attractor and that makes total sense for anyone who's read Mistborn. But then they speculate, oh, what's the repeller metal? We're not sure what its opposite will be. But in chapter 10, in your previous lecture, Navani, you literally talked about how iron and steel reverse polarity with each other. Shouldn't it be very obvious? Shouldn't it be very obvious that steel is the opposite here? That steel is going to be the repeller metal that you need to develop this Fabriel. So I kind of question this one. I feel like if I was in the audience during this lecture, I might raise my hand and suggest this breakthrough idea. Not sure why Navani hasn't figured this out. Maybe still we can't use it very well. It's, it's you know, we need more carbon in the base and it's hard to work with. I don't know. It seems like maybe this should have been worked out just based off the fact that she knew about it in chapter 10. All right. So now we get into the info dumpiness of this chapter. So there's a lot of background, a lot of reminders on what's going on with the Parshendi slash singers slash listeners. For clarification, Parshendi are what the Alethi call this group, but that's not really what they're known. They, they call themselves listeners. But again, that's not even exactly correct because the species themselves are called singers. And if you go way back to the time of the Dawn Singers and all this backstory that predates the events of the Stormlight Archive, the stuff that we saw in the prologue to the series and the stuff that's important going forward as we kind of find out what's going on here. Anyway, the singers are the original race native to Roshar and honor was their original God. And as events, as time went on, there was a splinter group that formed really like the only group that survived all of these desolations and fighting over the years, this group is called the Listeners, and they have fled to the Shattered Plains, and they are there kind of trying to survive. And this is the group that the Alethi come into contact with under Gavilar. And Shani finds out that Gavilar is trying to bring back the old gods, which initiates the whole assassination and most of the plot of the books thus far. Now, this group of Listeners are really no longer doing much because now that the fused are back with the everstorm from the events of mostly the second and third books now that the fused are back they've kind of taken over and the listeners are being kind of swallowed up by the fused and venley is serving this unique purpose she's been preserved by odium rather than using her body as a host for a fused Odium is using Venli to basically be his missionary, disciple, whatever, preacher to all of the other common men, listeners, and tell them what to do, 
brainwash them essentially and tell them of their true history and get them on Odium's side. So that's what Venley's kind of been doing. But in Oathbringer, she had a major change of heart. I mean, she's kind of been a conflicted character. I'm not going to go into all of her backstory, check out Coppermind or reread the books. But since she bonded a Reacher Spren, which is the Spren of the Will Shapers, the Spren is called Tambor, not Timbre. You know how to pronounce words, so it's Tambor. Ever since she bonded her Spren and saw Ashanai die, she's kind of had a change of heart. And at this point, at the beginning of Rhythm of War, she is figuring out that, well, she's deciding, or maybe she already has decided, but she's moving forward with this plan to get a group of listeners together and escape the influence of the fused and also escape the human threat. She's very much still against the humans, even after kind of the influence that Dalinar has had on her in Oathbringer. So that all said, I probably missed some details. I apologize. If you have some additional details to provide, join us on Discord. Um, We have a channel that's just dedicated to Rhythm of War speculation and theories and hype, whatever. Join there and let us know your thoughts because this was, there's a lot of details here and I'm probably going to mess stuff up in a podcast format. I apologize. Okay, yes, we have a comment saying that Venli's kind of like a Moses where she's a mouthpiece and now she's leading people out of bondage. I like that and I have a theory on how she's going to do that later on. So thank you, Josh. So a little bit more on the hierarchy of the listeners slash singers. So at the bottom, you have like the basic forms, the work form, the war form, etc. Above that, you have where Venli's at. She's an envy form right now which is kind of like hot form and she's a regal and she also has this ability to understand different languages. And so she's, she's a bit of an interpreter up above the regals are the fused, which we're fairly familiar with, but we're still learning more. There is more details on them in this chapter. And then above them, Venley, Venley admits that we don't know much about the top of the hierarchy, but these are the thunderclass and the unmade and interesting that she draws a distinction between the Thunderclast and the Unmade because previously we don't really know all that much about Thunderclast. So it's good to know that Thunderclast are one, not fused and also not Unmade. There's something different. So I'm excited to kind of see what these guys are because huge rock monsters are always fun. Venli is in Kolinar and she is on top of this open air tower where the Heavenly Ones dwell. She draws a similarity to this tower and the pillar in Narak that they talk about in the previous chapter where Kaladin and Dalinar are talking. So little hint here, but I wonder if there's going to be some significance. We've also seen already attention drawn in one of Shalon's chapters to Alali's old room where she's going around and looking at like the stuff that's in the walls is maybe like Dawn Chanter or something that we don't understand. So it seems like this idea of like carvings or old information here might be 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 unveiled at some point there's a few hints already but i don't know where this is going but i'm drawing attention to it because this could be important and it already has been important with the dawn chant stuff going on in oathbringer venley is managing some servants as the action starts and they talk about how tambre is are you gonna mess it up tambre is protecting her from the void spren 
this is interesting. This is something that we've never seen before. And her friend admits this. And she now has the ability to draw from Void Light and Stormlight, but she's also a Knight's Radiant or not a Knight's Radiant, as Tamber points out to her. But she's sworn the first ideal, and she has some Will Shaper abilities already. There are nine groups of Fused. We already kind of knew that, but this is confirmed now from this side of things. And the different groups are called Brands. The Heavenly Ones are, in general, the most sane of all of the Fused, and Leshwi herself is the most sane of the most sane. So if we're going to deal with any Fused, we'd like to deal with Leshwi. She's still fairly harsh as a agent of Odium, but her mind isn't totally, totally ravaged by this like pull body swap thing over the millennia. So Leshwi is the best one to deal with, and she's been dealing with Kaladin quite a bit already. Venli talks about Kaladin with her, and she knows that Leshwi has this relationship with him already, which is interesting that it's that obvious and it's something that they talk about. Leshwi says that she doesn't think that she'll be fighting Kaladin again. Kaladin again. So that's interesting. Like, how does she know that Kaladin has been sidelined? Maybe it's just something she's like picking up. I don't know. That That's kind of interesting. I don't really have an explanation for that. The Fused had this ability to exert enough control over their appearance. So even though they get to inhabit these different bodies over the millennia as they come back and forth from the brink, every time they come back, they can exert enough control over their appearance that they get to kind of like put some different markings on their marbled skin so we can tell which ones are which. And in this case, even though Leshwi is a female soul, she's inhabiting a male, a malin body. And so that's kind of interesting, but we still call her a she because she is a she at her core. Venli has this ability to look into Shadesmar and see the identities of people. So she knows which where the fused are amongst all of the different souls of the singers which is good for her her little secret group that she's forming we'll get more into this later i have some questions on this and it talks about how in her envy form she can understand different languages and then she speaks with leslie in a similar way to tambor where she really just like hears the rhythmic pulsings she can also speak to leslie in different languages and she hears the old rhythms etc but she also uses the straight like pulsings and she can understand what her feelings are. So interesting that she speaks with Leshwi in the same way that she speaks with her spren. Benley's the, she's called the last listener a few times as kind of her role as the mouthpiece of Odium to the common people. And then we now get into kind of what the fused, a little bit of fused psychology, I guess we'll say. So the fused really want to rule over those with the strongest wills, which kind of goes along with this strange sense of honor that we see amongst the heavenly ones. In this case, Venli's trying to get a new assistant, Storm Setter. She's really trying to get one of her people in place. And Leshwi says, okay, they've got to stand at the brink of the big tower, make sure they're worthy. And apparently this works out. We get some details around the fuse that Kaladin killed. This fuse is known as something the Pursuer. And 
Leshwe is a is insulted that Venley doesn't recognize the name and the history. And this is interesting and seems very true that these feuds that over that have existed for millennia would have names attached to them and very specific histories and all the the deeds and things that they've done over the thousands of years. I like to think if I've lived for thousands of years, like hopefully I have enough things attached to me where I'm an interesting character and this is how the fused operate. And unfortunately we're offended that we don't recognize this specific one, but it makes sense because they also haven't been active for very long. Anyway, I think that's interesting and I think it's fun that Kaladin was the one that killed this pursuer dude. So nice work, Kaladin. Another human comes in. Well, not another human, but a human comes in and and Venley says, hey, uh, I know, Leshwe, you're looking for a tailor to get you some nice clothes here. You kind of want the latest designs. How about this human? And this is actually Adolin's tailor from Oathbringers. So fun to see her again. But unfortunately, Leshwe rejects her and says, well, maybe she can like teach this to uh, a, a listener or singer in art form because Really, I'm not sure if I can take on another human after he who quiets, who's Moash, because people are already kind of murmuring and, and they think that I'm maybe a little bit soft and I, and I like the humans. This is kind of interesting. So there's a few little references to things that have happened and they don't specifically, they don't say Kaladin or Moash in the actual chapter, but you know who they are. Now that Leshwe takes off, we get a little bit of insight into what Venli is trying to do. So Venli is counteracting, she's trying to counteract the effects of the fused on her people, on the listeners, and also the humans who she totally doesn't trust. And one example of this is a couple of her followers that insist that they are married in the Alethi sense of the word. And unlike this is, this is a very foreign custom to the listeners, to the singers, Parshendi, this is not something that they would typically do, but now we have a human effect on them and Venli doesn't like this. And so I hope that Venli is open enough to realizing that anything she's doing with her people is going to be some uh, some like mashup of all these different societies. And I hope that she's able to accept enough of this to still get her group away because I like this idea that she's kind of like this Moses type leader of getting her group into safety and away from both of these bad effects because even though like the fused are for sure bad the humans i can see your point like they're also kind of bad and they've caused a lot of problems over the years i think that maybe she'll hopefully come to trust the humans a little bit more because ultimately they are on the good side at this point but i also like the idea of her forming her own society because i think it's important for this group to continue to exist but I also think it's important that she realizes that any existence is going to be a corroboration of all these different cultures together into something that still exists and is listener, but has a chance of success still. Venli, like we said, can use both point, both kinds of light, stormlight and void light. She mentions that she tries to mold stone once, which is one of her will shaper powers, but that drew the secret spren, like the alarm spren, that are in Kolinar, that are trying to find Knight's Radiant abilities. We saw this in Oathbringer a bit, which is why we had to suppress our powers during the failed Kolinar mission. So she hasn't really tried to mold stone very much, which is one of her will shaper powers. Her other main will shaper power, which is the whole connection into Shadesmar, is something that she's done a few times, and she does here. It's unclear from the text. I mean, let me know what you think, but it's unclear 
if she's using Stormlight or Void Light, or if this is a Envy form slash Regal ability, or if this is a purely Night Radiant ability. It seems like, I mean, I can see arguments from both sides because it mentions, oh, she's, she draws in the Void Light and then she does it. But then it also says that this is something, it implies that this is something that that the Fused are not going to be familiar with because she's doing it and it's like an advantage that she has over the Fused. So they seem to counteract, they, that, that seems to contradict each other a little bit. The explanation that I like the most is she's drawing Void Light and then she's using that with her new found abilities to use both of these things that Tambor says is new. She's using that together to access Shadesmar. So this is something that neither Knight's Radiance nor, nor Fuse would really know about. That's cool. So I think that's what it is, but I'm not sure. But I'm guessing we'll get more. So I think this will become more clear. Anyway, let me know if you read this in a way that was a little more specific. There's another brand of the Fused called the Ones of Masks. I'm guessing these will be the Masked Ones in the Alethi human interpretation because it's the Ones of Heaven and the Heavenly Ones. Anyway, these seem like, uh-oh, we've got some secret agents. We've actually seen these in Oathbringer, and they got cheery cheeried away in that whole thing with Rissen, um, with with the drop that she was protecting that Dalinar ultimately saved and, and all of that plot line. So that was interesting. You know, you just kind of saw that really quick and then now it's being revealed even more. I'm guessing we'll see all the different brands of the fused probably by the end of this book. There's one Phantology guarantee guaranteeing you that we'll see all the brands of the fused, all nine brands of the fused by the end of the book. My next Phantology guarantee, the big guarantee that Phantology tries to do. We try to do these every episode. We'll see if they really come true or not. Anyway, I'm going to say that Venli, whose mission is to help the listeners escape in some form, and her, she's fine just letting the fused and humans duke it out. She wants to get her people to safety. I'm going to say that she's going to get them to escape successfully, but not in the way that she's thinking about with her crew here. I think she's escaping with these guys through Shadesmar. She opens up Shadesmar here. She talks about how she's never gone in and it's dangerous and it's hard to get back and she knows that much. But I don't see any other way that she gets these guys out unless it's through Shadesmar. So Phantology guarantee through Shadesmar escape, we will see that happen. The chapter kind of ties up with like a few other little details. They talk about how the, the spread used to be with the listeners then they went to the humans. Then they were betrayed. Some have since gone back to the humans. These are like the Stormfather and all of the Windrunners and their associated Honor Spren and Sill, etc. So some have gone back, others have not. And Venley says, hey, there's actually an entire group here that would like to consider their options other than the humans. And they kind of like me. But we don't know how Venley has contacted them or who these guys are. Are like, are these the rest of the Reachers? Are these a different group of Spren that are going to bond with a different order of knights? Are these just like a different group of Spren entirely of a bunch of different orders? Who knows? But it seems like we're going to see more than just Venley becoming Knights Radiant. She's going to figure out a way that the listeners can take in the Spren and in the same way that she did it, suppress the Void Spren. And this is going to be cool. We're going to get listener, good listeners, like Knights Radiant. There's going to be this like natural 
conflict between the listener Knights Radiant and the human Knights Radiant and the Odium fused, there's going to be this huge thing. That That's what I'm guessing is going to happen. It, like That's where things are going. Maybe that's another guarantee. That's the conflict I see happening. So I think that's cool. And then at the very end of the chapter, lest we burst back in, Fenley thinks they are discovered. They are not, but something dangerous is happening. And Leshwe says the tides of the war are shifting. Watch out. So that is the chapter. That's chapter 11. Thanks for listening. Let me know your theories, comments, whatever on Discord. Our links to join our Discord are just on the social media post. You can find those very easily. If you like Phantology, please just go to your browser, type in www.phantologybooks.com and you'll find all of our relevant links. Consider supporting us on Patreon. Like I said, every dollar goes back into the show to bring listeners the best con- the best content that we can in the fastest time frame that we can, considering that this is a side hustle. Thanks for listening. Excited to go through chapter 12 next week. See you guys later.